this episode is called the uneaten apple pie and it all started when I was on a uh, visit to Spain where I stayed for a few months Um, I stayed in an apartment um, near a golf course and I was visiting some friends who lived just down the road from where I was staying Um, and as you do we kind of made one particular bar stroke coffee shop our firm favourite that we went to on most days for coffee or for some lunch or, you know, early evening drinks. And it was always really clear that um, they were a couple and I was a woman on my own. And obviously there were lots and lots of other couples, but I was always the woman on my own. Um, Really because I didn't have a partner, didn't particularly want a partner, wasn't looking for a man. But it kind of did show that I was on my own. So after about I don't know, four or five weeks of doing this trip for the coffee and the meal and the drinks. The lady behind the bar, who's lovely, one day said to me, I know a man who would be just right for you. Now that kind of instills fear into my heart because what had I given out that she could possibly know a man who would just be right for me? What was it about me she felt this man would like? Or what was it about me that would make me like this man? So that was quite intriguing. Um, so I said, oh, no, God, you know, I'm not really looking for a man, etc., etc." But anyway, I gave in and a coffee date was arranged for a couple of days later. I think it was a Sunday morning. So this gentleman rocked up and I had never seen him before. I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything about him. So this very much was a first impressions situation. Um, I'd worn a sort of simple, I don't know, summery dress. um, And he rocked up in what I can only really describe as sort of wash and wear trousers, those sort of nylon-y, crimply, shiny type things, a bit like a a boy's school uniform trouser that mum doesn't really want to wash every day of the week. Um, And quite a formal short-sleeved shirt, no tie, um, but bizarrely matched with canvas vans, you know, those canvas holiday shoes. So the holiday look was going on on the feet, but the rest of it, he could have actually been going to the office or, you know, doing a job. However, mustn't judge a book by its cover we shook hands he was a balding sort of buzz cut guy quite short quite stocky a bit of a swagger going on kind of an Essex boy who had grown into a man really Um, and he was indeed from Essex he originally uh, came from a town not far from where I live in Essex So we got on okay. He was quite a nice person. We chatted, you know, we found a few things in common. He was clearly quite lonely, although he didn't want to give off that feeling. Um, You know, filled his day with keeping busy, doing nothing much at all, but lived alone. Um, He lived in quite a nice house that he had previously bought with his uh, former wife. Um, Meanwhile, I was staying, as I said, in in an apartment in the next village. So we shared a coffee and we got chatting and the time passed reasonably quickly. And he went off in one direction. I went off in the other. I think we swapped notes, uh, swapped mobile phone numbers. 
And then after that, he sort of got into the habit of taking me out and showing me round. So we would go to various villages, mainly on a market day. We both loved a bit of a market, although, you know, we all know a Spanish market is just full of tat. But we'd buy some fruit and go and have a drink or go and have a coffee and it whiled away the day a little bit and probably filled his day with a bit of companionship as well. But what I did begin to notice was some strange little traits about this guy. I noticed he was very, very careful with money to the point I would actually call it tight with money. And that's really not an attractive trait, is it? Not that I was looking for him to be attractive. I couldn't have fancied him in a million years Um, He was quite old in his head and had some quite strange ways. But the main trait that I didn't actually uh, like very much was this ability to be really tight with money. And as the time went on and we visited more and more markets, I found that, you know, if you stopped to look at a bag or you stopped to look at some shoes, he would actually kind of steer me away and kind of jokingly say, oh, you don't need any more bags. Oh, I'm sure you've got enough shoes. That's actually not quite the point. It wouldn't have mattered if I'd got 100 pairs of shoes or 100 bags. If I wanted to buy another one, then I absolutely bloody would. But it was clear that he found spending money quite difficult. Um, So that was a trait that I kept to the back of my mind, and it did rear its ugly head Uh, on a further day which I will tell you about in a different episode but for now this is about the uneaten apple pie and what happened was that eventually he'd taken me to so many markets and you know we'd shared a coffee and I might buy one one day he might buy one the next if we did have a breakfast I always made sure I paid for both breakfasts as a kind of a you know, a payback for him coming to collect me and driving me to wherever we were going to go. You always feel like you've got to pay back somehow. And that's the way that I did it. So we moved on through, this started about November and it got to December. And this guy was going back to England for Christmas. So I said to him, well, on the day before you go back, the night before you leave the following morning, I'll cook you some dinner. And then you don't have the washing up to do from your meal in the morning you can get straight up and head off oh that was very kind he said and that would be very nice so i knew that he liked a bit of home cooking but obviously never got any home cooking because he lived on his own and he'd been divorced for some time um and i really didn't have anybody to cook for so i quite enjoyed making a meal for the two of us and i did a roast chicken roast potatoes all the you know the whole nine yards which the kind of food uh, a man might appreciate and uh, comfort food and afterwards I'd made an apple pie and I'd got everything you could possibly want to go with this apple pie because obviously I didn't know what he would fancy at that point would it be ice cream would it be cream would it be custard whatever it would be so I'd got the whole lot in so we at the dinner he brought a bottle of wine which I thought was very kind and he was actually genuinely quite a kind hearted person in many ways and we did chat quite a lot we never stopped talking but there were just little sides to him that really made me think twice 
So we had our main meal of this chicken and roast potatoes and it all went down very well. And I think it was about, I don't know, half past nine at night. It wasn't late, but half past nine-ish. So I said, oh, I've made you an apple pie. I thought you might enjoy it. Um, and would you like it? Would you like some? Would you like it with custard? Would you like it with cream? Would you like ice cream? So there was a bit of a pause and this is what he said, which I found absolutely bizarre. I offered him the apple pie and choice of accompaniments. And he said to me, oh, no, no, I'm going to get off now. It was about half past nine because I want to go home and boil wash my tea towels. I kid you not. So this man had passed up on the apple pie, cream, ice cream, custard for the sake of going home and boil washing his tea towels. Well, I, I was lost for words, really. Absolutely lost for words. So off he went and he didn't eat the apple pie. The apple pie remained uneaten. Presumably the tea towels got a jolly good boil wash. And he was forever known after that night as Boil Wash Baz. So stick with me for more tales of Boil Wash Baz and his incredible capacity for not spending money.